Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Good morning. The first reading today is a reading from the 66th chapter of Isaiah. Rejoice with Jerusalem. Be glad with you, all who love her, and all you who mourn for her. Drink deeply of her glory, even as an infant drinks at its mother's comforting breasts. This is what the Lord says. I will give Jerusalem a river of peace and prosperity. The wealth of the nations will flow to her. Her children will be nursed at her breasts, carried in her arms, and held on her lap. I will comfort you there in Jerusalem as a mother comforts her child. When you see these things, your heart will rejoice. You will flourish like the grass. Everyone will see the Lord's hand of blessing on his servants and his anger against his enemies. Here ends the reading. Our second reading this morning is a reading from Galatians chapter 66, or sorry, chapter six. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those to the, in the family of faith. Notice what large letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised want to look good to others. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. And even those who advocate circumcision don't keep the whole law themselves. They only want you to be circumcised so they can boast about it and claim you as their disciples. As for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified, and the world's interest in me has also died. It doesn't matter whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we have been transformed into a new creation. May God's peace and mercy be upon all who live by this principle. 
They are the new people of God. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. Our holy gospel this morning comes from Luke, the 10th chapter. The Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. These were his instructions to them. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his field. Now go and remember that I'm sending you out as lambs among wolves. Don't take any money with you, nor a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals. And don't stop to greet anyone on the road. Whenever you enter someone's home, first say, may the God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If they are not, the blessing will return to you. Don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve their pay. If you enter a town and it welcomes you, eat whatever is set before you. Heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. But if a town refuses to welcome you, go out into its streets and say, we wipe even the dust of your town from our feet to show that we, are, we have abandoned you to your fate. And know this, the kingdom of God is near. Then Jesus said to the disciples, anyone who accepts your message is also accepting me. And anyone who rejects you is rejecting me. And anyone who rejects me is rejecting God who sent me. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to, the, to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, Jesus told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Here ends the reading. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, who inspires us all. Amen. Well, it is that time of year when Good Shepherd is on the go. Next week, our high school youth will be taking part in some mission work, and later this month, we have kids and whole families going off to camp. Well, in preparation for these adventures, I'm sure they have received a packing list of what to bring. Families going to, pack, going to camp will need to pack sleeping bags and swimming suits, bug spray, sunscreen. Youth that are taking part in mission will need closed-toed shoes and work gloves and a portable water bottle. Packing lists help us to be equipped and prepared for whatever experience we have signed up for. But what if you signed up for an adventure and the packing list said, don't bring anything? That would be a bit unnerving, wouldn't it? I mean, when is the last time you went anywhere, even for one hour, and didn't have something with you? Your wallet? your cell phone, your car keys, something. 
Well, in our gospel lesson today, Jesus has appointed 72 disciples to go out on a mission. But the packing list tells them not to bring anything with them. Jesus very specifically says, carry no purse, no bag, no sandals. I mean, it's hard for us to imagine instructions like this in our day and age, isn't it? I mean, maybe that's something people could do in Bible times, but certainly it's not something that could be expected of us in our day and age. But let's not be too quick to assume there isn't something of relevance for our lives in this story, because I think there is an important word for us in this passage. I mean, first of all, those 72 disciples are being sent out by Jesus to do work he himself was already doing. They were to offer peace to those they encountered. They were to bring healing with them, and they were to proclaim that God's kingdom had come near. I mean, that mission really sounds pretty relevant to the mission that we are called to as followers of Jesus today. I mean, every day you and I are sent out into our neighborhoods and our workplaces, into our communities, and even among our own families to be on mission, to bring peace, to bring healing, and to proclaim that God is near. This is what we are to be about. And if we are on mission like those 72 disciples in our gospel today, then let's assume there is some wisdom in this invitation from Jesus to lighten the load that we carry with us. Maybe leaving some things behind will allow us to engage more fully with what Jesus is calling us to do. I don't know if you followed our blog when the 16 pilgrims from Good Shepherd were in Spain, but every day one of us wrote a little reflection about what we were doing. And one day, Adrian, one of our pilgrims, wrote about the stuff she carried. This is what she said. Every day, my backpack grows lighter. The first day of hiking, my backpack was full to the brim. It contained everything I thought I needed for the day. And it grew heavy on my shoulders. But now each night as I ready my pack for the next day, I leave more and more behind in the suitcase that will be delivered to the next hotel. A lighter pack frees me up to experience the day with more energy. Walking the Camino can be difficult at times. Energy comes at a premium as we take each solid step after the next, up and over, hill after hill. Walking lighter creates space to see beauty in nature and in my fellow pilgrims, the beauty of community, of shared faith and purpose, the beauty of love and solidarity in the face of pain or struggle. I just love that last part. Walking lighter creates space to see beauty in nature and in my fellow pilgrims, the beauty of community and shared faith and purpose, the beauty of love and solidarity in the face of pain or struggle. Walking lighter creates space 
Perhaps that is the wisdom of what Jesus is getting at in this invitation for us to carry less. And I guess the question then is what can we leave behind physically or emotionally? How do we lighten the load for the sake of our mission? Well, what was true for Adrian on our pilgrimage was true for many of us. Every day we left behind things that we realized we probably didn't need for that day. And even if it turned out that we needed something that we left behind, chances are one of the other pilgrims was carrying that thing and more, willing, more than willing to share. One of the gifts of traveling with a group is that we didn't all need to carry everything. Which I think is part of the point of what Jesus is doing in this story. Jesus is showing us that our mission is to be accomplished with others in community. I mean, think about it. Jesus sent out 72 disciples. 72 people can cover a lot of ground, except Jesus cuts that in half when he sends them out in pairs, showing them, revealing that the work of God does not need to be done on our own. We have companions for the journey to offer each other support and encouragement and to share with the burdens. In Spain, I saw a sign that, on the path that said, if you want to go fast, walk alone. If you want to go far, walk with others. If you want to go fast, walk alone. If you want to go far, walk with others. Here's the thing. We are obsessed with going fast and going alone. I mean, it's in the DNA of our country, rugged individualism and pulling ourselves up by our own bootstraps, always being prepared, make it through the hard times on your own grit. Don't burden others with your burdens. Well, what if it is that kind of belief that Jesus is inviting us to leave behind today? He set up this mission. He set it up for mutual care and mutual vulnerability. The disciples bring the good news, but they are also dependent on the hospitality of those who will receive that good news. Their declaration of God's peace is met with welcome from strangers. They bring food for the soul and are provided food for their bodies. This isn't a one-way street of us just saving others. We need others, too. This mission is not about traveling fast and alone, but about daring to engage deeply with others in community. I think one of the most heartbreaking moments of my ministry happened about 10 years ago. There was a family in my church, and they had been pretty active for several years, but both of their kids went through confirmation, but after confirmation, they started to show up less frequently. It happens. People fall out of the habit of coming to worship. They get involved with other things. And I guess I hadn't seen them for several months when I ran into the wife out in the community. 
There was a little corner that we, could, we went into so that we could talk, and as soon as we started talking, her tears started to flow, and her story spilled out. With the economic downturn that was happening in our country at that time, her husband, who was the main breadwinner in their family, had lost his job. They quickly went through their savings, and now they were facing possible foreclosure on their house. She had some medical issues, and without health insurance, the bills were piling up. Their marriage was stressed. Things were coming apart at the seams. Well, that was such a heartbreaking moment for me, not just because of what they had been through, but because this family was a part of a faith community. And yet when they were facing all of these struggles, their instinct was to isolate themselves, to hide in a place of deep shame because they didn't want anyone to know what they were going through. They were embarrassed. They felt like failures. They were traveling alone. They didn't lean into their church family for encouragement or support or help in carrying that load. It breaks my heart because they missed the blessing that Jesus is giving us, the gift of community, the gift of each other. See, these words of Jesus today shouldn't scare us or we shouldn't just dismiss them. Because perhaps a packing list with nothing on it is a word of freedom. And the invitation to be on mission together is a word of grace. Because if we're going to carry a word of peace to a world in chaos, and if we are going to bring Christ's healing to the broken places, and if we are going to proclaim that God is near, then we are going to need each other. And we travel light so that we can respond to the needs of our neighbor, to help carry their burdens, so that we will know the beauty of love and solidarity in the face of pain and struggle, as Adrian wrote about. Today, Jesus gives us a gift. He says, we are on mission together. And together, we can go far. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.